Aloha! This is Jason from Hawaii. Welcome to a special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, I talk to John Murakami. He is a comic book creator from Hawaii. Now let's get started! Today is a very special day because today I am interviewing local comic book creator John Murakami. John, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me here. Today is October 13th. Nothing else is happening in the world. Nobody went to space. <laughs> <laughs> so before we start, did you, did you watch that thing about um, William Shatner going into space? I, I didn't watch it, but I, I see a lot of the uh, interviews and everything and, and uh, articles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sorry. I'm going to say, sorry, I, I'm, I'm already going off track. Sorry. But um, you, because I know he was here two or three years ago. Did you get a chance to meet him? I did not, unfortunately. It's like, uh, I think the time that we had to meet him, we actually had dinner with uh, Rick Holberg, actually. Oh, so, yes. yeah. So, yeah. So, we, we, we were doing something else. So, but Gwen got to see him. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so also to our listeners, um, you know, as John mentioned, Rick Holberg, of course, he, he's also, um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, John, I know he's also like um, one of those longtime um, artists back yes. in the 80s, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, actually, it even goes back to the 70s. Like, if, you know, anyone who had like the original um, Star Wars treasury, you know, based on the movie, mm-hmm. Rick, I believe, was the inker on that one. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, and I think he's, and I think he's, because I know I have an, I have the autographed copy of the hardcover from IDW. He did, mm-hmm. I think he did like some of the um, artwork in the Star Wars newspaper strips that came out back in the late 70s, early 80s, yeah. I'm not sure if that was him, but yeah. But uh, he also, you know, he was also fundamental for a lot of the, the children TV shows that we watched. So like uh, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, he was a pretty, you know, he was a pretty instrumental um, designer on that one. Uh, did a lot of storyboards and so forth. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Very prolific man, you know. It's like, <laughs> I really, I really, really admire his art, you know. Yeah. Um, we are going to touch a little bit more about you and um, creators that um, have come down to Hawaii a little bit later on. Okay. So, all right. So um, before we st- um, before I st- literally start getting rolling into the in- interview, I'm going to give um, a little bit history of um, of uh, about John. And John, like I said, correct me if I'm wrong. If, if I got any of um, my information, um, if I got any of my mix- information wrong or anything. Okay. Like that. Yeah. So. All right, so John is a freelance cartoonist, he, born and raised on Oahu, a graduate of the University of Hawaii. His works include comic strips, uh, um, Calabash in the Star Advertiser, now that's a paper on Oahu, and Generation Gap. It's the um, Hawaii Herald, now that is a Japanese-American newspaper that's <laughs> published, in, uh, published on Oahu. Mm-hmm. Now also too, um, he's, um, John has also self-published comics as well. Gordon Ryder, Edamame Ninjas, mm-hmm. and the Our Rangers. Yeah. He's also illustrated Hawaiian picture, picture and board books for children such as um, Gecko Surf and has a line of greeting cards called Local Kind. Is that correct? It's a uh, Local Kind greeting cards, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Now, did I miss anything? Um, well, hopefully if things settle down, um, it, you had to stop it because of the pandemic. Um, I have a comic strip in a publication called Wasabi, which is um, a free publication that they get, gave out, you know, to uh, everyone. And it's kind of like, kind of kind of the same thing where it's like Japanese American, you mm-hmm. know, newspaper kind of thing. It was more of a tie in with J- Japan and Hawaii. 
so they asked me to do a comic strip. And so the comic strip I did was um, I did this character in like a bee outfit. And it was the uh, What's Up Wasabi because <laughs> the name of the publication Wasabi. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, Wasabi is that, you know, that little green stuff when you eat, you know, uh, sushi and all that, that hot mustard, you know, that, that's on the side of it. Oh, thanks, John. Uh, now we yeah. kind of spoiled it for everyone what that green stuff is on the... Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. No, it's not avocado. Don't just eat it all at once, you know. Um, you'll see your own nostrils. Um, but uh, it was basically kind of a small informative thing talking about, like, culture, about um, Japan. Mm-hmm. For example, like, one was talking about um, about uh, business cards, you know, like how like when when you when you present business cards, you use both hands and you have to look, examine it, and don't just put it away in your pocket. You have to actually study the card for a little while. It's just one of those like Jap, you know, Japan etiquette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so things like that. So it was it was very informative. So it was fun. Oh. Um, yeah, and also I do a lot of uh, freelance artwork. So I've done work for like uh, Highway Inn, uh, Battery Bills, L and L Barbecue Restaurant. Mm-hmm. And um, many different companies. And um, recently, I worked with a company in Japan oh, okay. who designs um, for record sleeves for oh. their records, which is odd because I didn't think anyone listened to records anymore. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, they wanted they wanted record sleeves. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing that I do on the side, and this is just I do for fun, is um, this thing called Pungeons and Dragons. So I do like these real, real terrible puns of monsters from Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's been kind of like, I've been kind of doing it on a regular basis. So, yeah. So yeah, just fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now for our listeners, um, like John mentioned, he's done some work for highway in, uh, John, correct me if I'm wrong. Now I know highway in, uh, if I remember correctly, that's a, that's a local restaurant that serves, um, Hawaiian food. And I think there's, if I remember correctly, I think there's two locations. I think. There's two locations right now. Yeah. One in, um, Waipahu and one in, um, uh, downtown yeah yeah and then really also, good i love i love their food oh yes it's fair so if, if you guys are visiting hawaii that's one place to check out it really yeah. is yeah and it's, i think it's a lot cheaper than going to um an actual luau too <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um also too also john has also mentioned too um lnl drive-in as well too that's that's one of um and john like i said correct me if i'm wrong you know that's one of our basically our one of our own um, local um, plate lunch, uh, plate lunch chain restaurants that's all yeah, on the yeah. islands. Yes. Oh my god. But but they are expanding all over. So I think yes. uh, yeah, the, uh, the mainland should be. Ha- you know, they, I know they have a few. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, you know what? Um, Kamakapili, the um, weatherman on KHON, if I remember correctly, a couple weeks ago he mentioned that I think when he he said he when he was living in New York. God, I can't remember what part of New York. Um, he was like, he was walking in some area. He turns the corner and he goes, there's, oh my God, there's an LNL drive-in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, they did a good job. I mean, they've, they've been expanding all over. So, Okay, so now I know. Um, favorite plate lunch from LNL drive-in? Um, I, I like their chicken katsu. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. That yeah, um, mine's is um, the chicken katsu curry plate lunch. Oh my! Oh yeah, God. that's good too. Oh, <laughs> okay, all right. Sorry, sorry. Okay, now let's let's get back to the interview. Be- and <laughs> <laughs> if not, man, this is this is going to be like a, 
we'll just be talking about all our yeah pretty things. much we'll, yeah. we'll just be talking story for like an hour yeah <laughs> and also too for um for our for listeners around the world you know um plate when we talk about plate lunches you know it's usually a main entree with two scoops of white rice and macaroni salad yeah um i have to say macaroni salad because you know i don't want you guys to come here and they say okay did you want salad on you know do you want yeah. salad on that you know um don't ask for dressings you know? <laughs> it's yeah. macaroni and, and yeah and chicken katsu is kind of like a breaded chicken cutlet that's cut up in pieces so that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay all right so now i'm gonna ask um where can follow follow our listeners where can our listeners follow you on social media um I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, um, all under um, John J. Murakami. One, mm -hmm. you know, one big word, J-O-N-J-M-U-R-A-K-A-M-I. Mm -hmm. And then do you, you have a website, correct? Um, it's, a, it's a store. It's an online store. Okay. Um, so it's uh, johnjmurakami.bigcartel.com. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay. So, John, um, what part of Oahu you know, are you, um, where are you from? Um, mm -hmm. originally I'm from Pearl city, but now I'm in uh, Mililani. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then do you remember what was your first comic or comics have you read? Wow. Um, I think it was a toss up between, um, Richie Rich and Archie's. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents worked at a local bus company and, um, they also, you know, service school buses. So mm -hmm. kids would always leave their comics behind on the bus and eventually, you know, my parents would come on weekly with like stacks of comics just that kids just forgot on the bus. And so um, me and my sisters could just enjoy reading for free. <laughs> That's, yeah. Wow. You I mean, I mean, I mean, there were like other comics like, you know, like, like Spider-Man and, and um, you know, the like Batman and things like that. But it's like, I guess because I felt like because it was so episodic and I, I never had the next issue. Yeah. I never really cared for those. So that's why, like for me, like Richard Rich and Archie's were kind of self-contained. Yeah. And um, I've I've always been, you know, drawn to like humor, humor mm -hmm. and more funnier stuff. Because again, too, in the seventies, you know, like uh, I watched a lot of uh, Saturday morning cartoons. So yeah. you know, Looney Tunes, all the all the funny stuff, and that's what I kind of gravitated to. Yeah. I'm going to ask you off the cuff. You you didn't come across a Hulk 181, huh? No, not well. I wouldn't even remember back then, you know. But probably not. And they were in pretty bad condition anyway, so okay. <laughs> they were rent to death. <laughs> All right. And then now, Drew, the co-host of Comics for Fun and Profit, he submitted mm -hmm. this question: What was your first um, LCS? That's a that's a local comic book shop. Yeah. Is that what that is? Oh, okay. I I had to. I don't know. All these phrases are all different. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, in Pearl City, um. Um, down the peninsula, mm -hmm. there was a small comic book shop called Parker's. I remembered. Okay. Yeah. And so we used to always visit there. And, and it's funny because as kids, we lived on the top of Pearl City. So it was pretty much like we took our bikes and we, you know, we went straight down. You know, it was mm -hmm. all downhill all the way. Yeah. Of course, going, going back up was a pain because it's, it's all uphill. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. But late, later I discovered like um, um, jellies, mm -hmm. you know, and they're already at uh, 404. Pekoi, yes. and the next to it was Froggies. Oh my God! Yeah. And then um, later on, I guess Jellies moved to um, the Ayer region. You know, behind. Well, actually, no. They were actually um, in Pearl Kai. Yes. Yeah, by by Tower Records. Well, that's another name for the past. Yeah. <laughs> and then they moved to behind Cutter Ford, and so yeah, so 
jellies. And then, I, but you know, I discovered other places too, like geckos and mm-hmm. um, um, uh, pogo stick that was in Kailua by Steve. Oh. Oh, um, God. Yeah. yeah, there was a legionnaire in Aya, legionnaire too. And uh, eventually uh, Dragon's Lair and uh, mm-hmm. um, other realms when, when it was still in Ward. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we, we had a, quite a bit of comic book shops. So we were very fortunate, you know. Yeah, that's right. Because I, I forgot about Parker's. Yeah. Oh, God. Because I but that was my first that was my first comic book shop. Yeah. Wow. That, that's pretty cool. Um, so I'm going to ask. So what led you to um, decide to be uh, to work in comics? Um, I decided to do it because I have absolutely no other skills whatsoever, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, but for me, realistically, like when I was growing up in the seventies, um, you know, back then there was no internet, there was no, there was no, um, cable, there was no, um, DVD players or, oh God, yeah. or, uh, VHS or anything really. It's just what we had on TV mm-hmm. and, you know, like, and again, the only time we could watch cartoons was pretty much Saturday morning or the brief, the brief, you know, one they had before school and after school. And that was it. And occasionally you get the, you know, occasional Charlie Brown Christmas special or like, Ooh, you know, let's stay home for that. (laughs) But, but again, too, it's like, there was no, no way to record it. So you had to watch it when it came out. And to me, animation was always such a fascinating thing. Like, and and again, I, I loved all the Saturday morning cartoons. And, um, we also, I guess, like, we're lucky because here in Hawaii, we had a lot of access to a lot of the Japan shows. Yes. So we actually had a, had an early connection to like, um, to like anime, you know, some anime Mm -hmm. and, you know, some live action tokusatsu shows. So like live action superhero shows. So that's the kind of stuff that fascinated me. Mm -hmm. But um, also back then too, like, you know, I I mentioned how my parents would bring back comics, Mm -hmm. but the other thing that I was always been fascinated with was, um, uh the sunday funnies you know and that was something for free you know you could read the sunday comics and read peanuts and garfield and blondie and Mm -hmm. family circus and all these all these great comics for free and i will admit i kind of gravitated more toward comic strips than comic books Mm -hmm. you know but um and that was just something i just decided i just wanted to do you know Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, now because um, because I know you graduated from UH, um, so how how did you? And like, and correct me if you can answer this. You know, correct. Uh, well, I'm trying to get big. How did you break into comics, or how did you decide to? Um, you know, start yeah. doing yeah. Well, and it's funny too because like you know, again, you know, back when I graduated from. UH, you know, at this time, it's like the, the internet was something new. You know what I mean? It's like, we, I only knew it for email. Like we could just, you know, just send messages between others. You know, like, I think like in the beginning, you know, there weren't like really a lot of streaming services. I mean, this is the days of like CompuServe, Hotbot, you know, and all these like really old, you know, antique, you know, things, you know, AOL was big back then. And so there really was too many search engines back then as well. I mean, ask Jeeves or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. So, yeah. So I didn't know how to go about even getting into the industry. I mean, everything that I learned, you know, you, you looked at your local library and you just hope that all that stuff is up to date. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I was mentored under um, a gentleman, Dave Thorne. 
Now, Dave Thorne was a local cartoonist here in Hawaii, and he taught a lot of like classes and he taught cartooning and so forth. Mm-hmm. But he had a ties with a lot of cartoonists and a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of considered like um, the Jedi master to all cartoonists in Hawaii because most people about my age or a little bit older had a tie with him one way or another. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, there was another cartoonist by the name um, Phil Ye. Mm-hmm. And Phil is uh, based in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's known for um, this comic called Patrick Rabbit and also the Winged Tiger. Okay. Um, so he was visiting Hawaii and Dave introduced me to him and I hung out with him. And he kind of became a second mentor to me because he actually invited me to do like a four-page story for his comic, which was called Penguin and Pencilguin. Now, this, this comic was um, Phil and his co-creator, um, Leigh Rubin mm-hmm. um, put this together. Leigh Rubin actually later on did a comic strip called Rubes, which I think is featured in some of the newspapers. Yeah. But I did a four-page story called The Wondrous Adventures, The Wondrous World of Warwick is what it was called. Mm-hmm. And it was about a bunch of kids about nine to 10 years old and kind of a Dungeons and Dragons type scenario. Mm-hmm. And Warwick was a squire who dreamed of being a warrior. So he had, you know, he had like a saucepan on his head for a helmet and mm-hmm. all that. And then, you know, the other kids, like one was a magic user, one was an elf and, you know, uh, one was a wizard in training. Mm-hmm. And, it, and so the whole comic in general kind of dealt with awareness for issues like, um, you know, promoting literacy or, you know, stop w- watching TV so much and everything. So uh, the topic that they gave me was uh, littering. So I did, a, I did a very short comic about littering. And so this was kind of like my break into the comic scene. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that was my very first comic that I worked on. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I'm going to say, before I continue on, because, um, because this is the second time you mentioned about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Played, have you played Dungeons and Dragons while growing up? Uh, we did. We did. Uh, we were really bad. We cheated a lot and we had bad DMs and everything. But uh, I always like like the reference books. Yeah. So, and, and still to this day, I still kind of like confer to it, you know, I, I, I look it up for like reference and so forth, but I've always been fascinated with the monsters and a lot of it are, are historical as well. Mm-hmm. So actually, I think I learned like how to design characters and how to tell a story and how to, uh, you know, create characters and, and everything because mm-hmm. of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't play anymore because the rules are so different now than mm-hmm. what I used to play. So, yeah. And then um, now I'm going to, so um, that four, that four page story, you know, um, did it, did it lead to any other jobs or, you know, what was, um, um, you know, did you, you know, did we, did you come back to Hawaii? What happened after that? Basically? No, no. I mean, you know, he, well, even, even his readership was kind of a small base, but it, it was kind of like my, my, kind of like a test you know what i mean it was kind of like my uh, my initiation to to can i do it yeah and so i did yeah mm-hmm. and then so later on i think uh we, i've been doing like little odd projects here and there um a lot of people that were doing anthologies at the time so i would submit like small little little you know like uh, art pieces here and there mm-hmm. um but but a lot of them were really local nothing like was really like big or anything mm-hmm. um we did one called Pagers back in, I want to say 2005, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And it was a bunch of local artists, so we put it together. It was this anthology of all different, um, all different artists. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually, our, 
our editor, Eric, actually, he actually did the whole thing where he got it printed on the mainland. And yeah. I, forgot, I forgot that printer. Uh, and he actually had it distributed through Diamond. Wow. But the problem was like, you know, because this was kind of like a second thing to everybody, not everybody could keep up with the deadline. So oh. we kind of, yeah, we we fell behind pretty quickly. <laughs> we only did about like six issues and then we folded up. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to ask you like, you know, um, how, you know, how long have you, how long have you been a freelance, um, you know, how long have you been um, doing, uh, being a freelance cartoonist for how, how long? Um, I, I would say, you know, like uh, professionally, I'd probably about like maybe about the around college. So the eighties or nineties when I started kind of getting, getting paid for some of my work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a, a lot of it was because, you know, when I was at the university of Hawaii, I did a comic strip called the university of diversity. Mm-hmm. And it was just a mindless comic strip. It was about six kids and you know, them taking classes and you know, mm-hmm. just trying to graduate and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what happened was, I didn't realize because of, of the distribution of it, a lot of people actually like read it. And so even to this day, I still get jobs because of it, <laughs> because they remember the comic strip. Yeah. So I thought about doing a, a revision of it, like to, to do it now. And I, once in a while, I'll, I'll redraw a comic strip. But it, it's, it's just so hard because I've been out of the college scene for so long, you know, uh-huh. but, but people still remember all the characters and they, they, you know, people will remind me of certain comic strips. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's kind of cool. So it made some kind of an impact, which I was really happy about. You know? I'm going to ask, you know, do, do you have it collected like anywhere? You know, you have like, do you have it like in a collect, uh, like a collected trade or anything? Or? We, yeah, part, half of it, I would say is, um, so uh, Deb Oki, who's another artist, um, I consider her kind of like my big sister. She also did a comic strip in the um, the Kaleo o Hawaii, which was the um, newspaper from the University of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first um, got into college, she kind of hunted me down, and she she's the one who actually kind of like uh, forced me in a way to submit a comic strip because you know she she knew what I could do. Okay. So it's because of her that actually, she, you know, that really kind of like helped me along. And Deb has always been, you know, like, like I said, my big sister and like a, a real good source of uh, information and wisdom for me. And mm-hmm. she's always been, she's always been supportive of me and I always really appreciate all of her help, you know. And then I'm, I'm just going to ask, like, you know, um, you know, I know all of your work is self-published. Is there anyone else you want to give a shout out to? You know? Oh, there's so many people. Gosh. Um, it's hard we to say them all because you, you know you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna forget somebody and they're gonna oh, get man. mad you know, <laughs> but uh, but definitely definitely my parents. I mean I really have to give a shout out to my parents for all the support through the years. Mm-hmm. I mean because you know in this in the 70s and maybe even now, you know I'm sure every parent is crushed when they hear, "Hey, I think I want to be a professional artist." Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> but you know because back then the opportunities weren't that great. You know it's yeah. like. Uh, yeah. You know, if you say you're going to be an artist, that usually means you're posting stuff on the Honolulu Zoo wall and hoping that somebody will buy your paintings or something, you know. Uh, but nowadays with the internet and the amount of jobs available, you know, yeah. including self-publishing, I think now it's a more um, sustainable and a more viable career now, you know. Oh, yeah. But, you know, so I think parents are a little bit okay with it now, you mm-hmm. know. But, um, but no, but they've, they've always been very supportive of everything I do. So, yeah, so shout out to them. So mm-hmm. thanks, Mom and Dad. 
Now, you know, I'm going to start with your, um, with your self-published comic series. Your first one I'm going to um, ask you about, Gordon Ryder. Yeah. What is the premise of that series, and how did you come up with that series? Um, the, the premise of the series, actually, it's kind of like, um, it's basically a love letter to the shows that I used to watch on, the, on TV growing up. So I used to watch a lot of tokusatsu shows, which mm -hmm. is, um, that means live action superheroes, kind of like Power Rangers, you know? So mm -hmm. we had shows like Kikaida, Kamarida V3, oh, Ultra 7, Robocon, and you know, there's a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. And I also enjoyed cartoons with, with like, I guess like misfit superheroes. So like, you know, the Tick, or mm -hmm. like yeah. the Mighty Heroes. Oh my God, yes. Um, Freakazoid, Hong Kong Fui, Inspector Gadget, you know, mm -hmm. Dynamite Dog Wonder. So if, essentially the lead characters were pretty inept. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like the sidekick is, is the person who kind of kept them on track and saved the day. Yes. That's the kind of stuff I kind of wanted to do. So I kind of combined that into a comic. And um, I also love comedy. So I also threw a lot of uh, humorous stuff in there as well. Mm -hmm. So I tried to stick in as much as I could. And um, yeah, that's, that's essentially it. I mean, Gordon Ryder is basically is like a superhero. He's not the best at what he does. Mm -hmm. I mean, but he eventually gets there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And then, how did you come up with Gordon Ryder? I mean, I, 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 I kind of have an idea, but yeah, maybe explain it to the listeners. Oh, okay. Um, Gordon Ryder is a parody of Kamen Rider, which <laughs> is a mass writer, which is, again, a, you know, an established Japanese superhero. Um, the origin kind of started as an inside joke. So we had a guy named Gordon who actually came to my friend's shop, and he'd hang around all day and everything, and he was still kind of young. He was fresh out of high school. And he was pretty goofy. Some of the stuff we said, we had to kind of question, like, what? What, what are you talking about, Gordon? <laughs> and um, at the same time, you know, we talk about the Tokusatsu series, um, yes. Kamen Rider. Mm -hmm. And Kamen Rider was actually on hiatus because the original creator, uh, Ishinomori, he passed away. Mm -hmm. So the last series that he did was a series called uh, Kamen Rider Black RX. Oh, and I think, I think they tried to bring that over to America and they just called it Mass Rider. Yes, I remember that, um, yeah. Yeah, it didn't translate too well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, so we heard that there was a new series coming out by somebody else. And so we were really excited to see it. Mm -hmm. But when we saw it, we were like disappointed. I think it was like Kamen Rider Hibiki. Oh, okay. so, so watching this thing, it seemed kind of like low budget. And, you know, like the opening scene is these kids on, on a bicycle and they're doing this like this musical singing number. And they're like, what, 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 what is this, you know? Um, he, he didn't have a motorcycle he had to borrow somebody's car and they're like wait he's called he's common rider why, why doesn't he have a bike you know because yeah. all of them had a bike um they were like really goofy monsters like one was like this huge house in the middle of the forest and um this all i i think i think the premise of common rider hibiki was it was about the supernatural the mm -hmm. one was like this huge like shack in the middle of the woods mm -hmm. and you know, the, the main characters don't even know it's like these big spider legs come out and it's following them. Mm -hmm. And like, how do you not notice this house following you? I mean, you know, it's, it, that's how silly it was. Mm -hmm. So we were so disappointed that one of my other friends joked around how we should get, we should just buy a good video camera mm -hmm. and get some people to beat up Gordon Ryder. I mean, Gordon on, a, on, on local public television. And we'd probably get more viewers. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of sparked a sketch. Uh -huh. and so there, 
so there was a whiteboard that was at my friend's shop and I would draw on it like just, you know, just little adventures of Gordon Ryder. Yeah. And people would come in to read the strip. So I guess it's kind of an early web comic, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And they started contributing ideas. And finally in uh, 2005, I took all the drawings that I did and compiled it into a comic. And that's, that was kind of the birth of Gordon Ryder, the comic. Mm-hmm. Oh, we also found there's actually a, a real doctor's name. Uh, I think his name is Gordon Ryder. So we kind of apologize because <laughs> he said that's actually a real name. We didn't realize that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, 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 I'm going to ask you, um, no, I'm going to, I'm just asking. So, I, I, you know, um, is, so Gordon Ryder, like, is it, is it, is it kind of sort of like an ongoing series? Like how many, if you don't mind me asking, like how many issue comes out per year or? You know, it's, I, I just, okay. So what happened was I tried to actually come out with one, like for every convention that comes yeah. out, you know, cause that, that's usually when people get excited and then they'll pick it up and so forth. So um, we have like, we're on issue 15 right now. Mm-hmm. And um, some of it is ongoing, but, um, several of them are just like arcs. Mm-hmm. So um, issue one and two is by itself. Issue three and four is by itself. Five and six, seven, eight. But then come from issue nine. Um, mm-hmm. This one is actually kind of an ongoing thing because this is when I actually started the webcomic. Oh. And I, it's sad because I stopped doing the webcomic, but people still want to know what happens. And I know how it's going to end. I just have to kind of like continue it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, people are waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and then now your um, your next series or mm-hmm. yeah, the next comic um, next comic book I want to talk about yeah. is correct, correct me in front of the pronunciation the Ara Rangers yeah the Ara Rangers yeah. yes <laughs> um um now what is the premise of this series okay so this one is like based after um, Sentai which is like a team of like superheroes. So again, this is very much like, like Power Rangers. Uh-huh. So, so the very first team superheroes that they had was called the Gorenjas, Himitsu Sentai Gorenjas. Uh-huh. And um, it's basically a team of five individuals of different you know, genders and race. And uh-huh. they combine voices to save, save the day. So it was, it was pretty much similar to Gordon Ryder, but they had a giant robot with them, you know, kind of uh-huh. like, uh, like the current Power Rangers now. You know, yeah. yeah, but yeah, and um, mm-hmm. we came up with this because um, uh, the guy Gordon he stopped coming to the shop, so we tried to figure out another topic. So, um, again, I enjoyed Gorenjas, which is also designed by Ishinomori, who created Kikaida and Kamarida. Um, but you know, usually they have a theme for the face plates. Yeah. So like, so like they had a theme like dinosaurs or samurai or cards, you know, deck of cards mm-hmm. or something like that. And seeing how there was five of them, I based it on the five shapes of Arare. That's why they're the Ararenges. Arare <laughs> is a pun. So um, Arare is like, uh, it's also called Kakimochi or uh, Mochi Crunch. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's kind of like bite-sized crackers um, from Japan in like uh, shoyu or like, or soy sauce. Yeah, sorry, I gotta remember it's mainland audience. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and they're like, kind of like the five, you know, characteristic shapes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that was, yeah, it was just fun. Now, before I continue on, like, you know, we talked about, you know, because, because 
you know, John, you, you and me, we've both grown up, you know, in that the seventies, you know, yeah. the common writers, Kaida, mm-hmm. the five Rangers. Yeah. Um, couple of things. I'm going off the cuff here. Do you have any of the action figures? Um, I do not, unfortunately. And it's, it's really funny how like, you know, back then it seemed like everybody had the toys. Yes. And for some reason, like it's all gone. I don't know if they was thrown out by your parents or, mm-hmm. or what, you know? <laughs> but I, I, I remember, you know, you, you can walk around. It's like, I used to have that, you know, yeah. I had that. I think I still have the 45 records of the theme songs, but you know, oh, that's, a, that, that might be about it. You know, yeah. I, I don't have any of the physical product, you know? Now we, now listeners, we talked about, um, Kikaida. So Kikaida was very big back in the seventies. Yeah. yeah. Um, now I'm going to ask you, John, did you go to, and it was, I believe at Pearl Ridge, I never went to it, but did you go down to try to see the actor, um, Bondaisky? who played Jido, um, the, um, you know, Jido in Kikaida. Did you get, ever try, did your parents ever try to take you to go see him? When yeah, you- I think, I think we did. And I think it was at the Blaisdell, I believe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They always have. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe it was at the Blaisdell, but then, you know, it's one of those, like you're lost in the crowd, so you don't really see him, you know, <laughs> from a distance, you know, but I had that little coloring book, I guess that they, they were giving out to the kids. Wow. A really poorly drawn coloring book. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right but, so so it was nice that like recently like, you know Bandaisuke who's the actor who was on, on Kikaida he comes down frequently to Hawaii so I got to meet him a few times yeah. that was really nice yeah yeah that was that was yeah that was really yeah because I've met him a couple times too that's really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so the next one I'm going to talk to you I'm going, I'm going to ask you about so um next one is edamame ninjas yeah uh, Edamame, now correct me if I'm wrong, translated is basically soybeans. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, again, what's the premise for that series? So, Edamame Ninjas is like kind of like little gags around these little bean ninjas. So, this was like a, this was based after a quick sketch when I was kind of doodling around. So, I drew like these little bean shapes and then kind of gave them like eyes and colored it, you know, like like black, you know, for like, uh, you know, like the ninja outfit kind of thing. Give him a little stubby arms and legs. Mm-hmm. And then somebody online suggested, hey, they look like edamame. You know, why don't you call them edamame ninjas? So we kind of went from there. And um, the reason why we did this one was, uh, you know, there's so many cons. It's been hard for me to kind of like keep up with coming up with new comics and product every time there was an event. Mm-hmm. So this was a quick down and dirty comic that I made as a, a an ash can. Oh, okay. So basically, Xerox onto color paper, staple them ourselves, and then you know distribute them. Um, the hard part about these ones was they were like each page was like an individual gag, but the characters don't talk. Mm-hmm. And it's also another challenge to tell stories without the dialogue. So it was uh, you know Sergio Aragonés who does uh, Gru and Mad Magazine, he's the king of that. Mm-hmm. He 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 does it flawlessly. I mean, I always admire Sergio's work. Um, you know, the additional challenge was like these characters have no mouths. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you can see their eyes, but they have no mouth. And you know, they say like eyes and mouths are the most expressive things on the characters. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like my version of like the minions mixed with Spy versus Spy. You remember that? From yeah. Lady? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically them trying to beat up each other, and do it in a way that like, again there's no dialogue just you know silly little comics you know mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, and um, I'm going to ask, you know, before I continue on, so, um, you know, for your oh, wait, wait, I, I'm sorry, let me, let me, let me add, add one more thing to that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so basically, um, yeah, so it's funny because people really liked it. Okay. But when the video games came out of, um, I, I believe it's called Fall Guys um, and Among Us. Okay. You know, are you familiar with those games? No. Uh-uh. Okay. So Fall Guys and Among Us came out and they were very similar. I mean, uh, they were very big, big video games. Mm-hmm. The similarity to them and the Edamame Ninjas was so great mm-hmm. that it kind of discouraged me to do any more with Edamame Ninjas because it looks like I'm ripping them off. Oh, I mean, because they're, so, they're simple characters. They're just round little characters with like arms and legs and two little beady eyes. I mean, anybody can come up with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, for your comic books... And maybe, you know, um, and even your comic strips, where do you come up with your ideas for your story? Oh, okay. For the comic strips, I would have to say it's like a lot of it is like looking at what's going on in the world today. Okay. So, of course, you know, when the, when the pandemic hit, I did a lot of jokes about, you know, wearing masks and, mm-hmm. you know, how we act and everything. Um, you know, I, I look at what's going on in the news or like, uh, or like you know, current fads. Like right now that uh, Squid Game is a big thing. So I'm mm-hmm. doing some jokes on that. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the comic books, um, for Gordon Ryder, like I think I mentioned it was based on the input of the people. Mm-hmm. So, um, for my other stories, I usually have like a beginning and an end mm-hmm. and usually I'm writing the stories. I'm laying out the book. So it's, I'm thinking about sequences and mostly gags mm-hmm. as I, as I go. So I don't really write out a full script or anything. I mm-hmm. probably should. Then my comics would probably make more sense, but <laughs> For the most part, I'm winging it as I go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fun thing about Gordon Ryder, and I always do this, um, Gordon Ryder has a Facebook page. Um, and often I'll ask people, it's like, can you help me um, design some monsters? Because oh. so, you remember how like Kikaida and Kamen Rider, oh, yeah. it was always a color and a month, color yeah. and an animal. Or yeah. like on, on Kamen Rider, it was an object and an animal. Yes. So I would tell people, it's like, hey, I need, I need a color an object and an animal and people would just send all kinds of crazy ideas. Like, you know, like, like, okay. If I ask you right now, just something out of the, off the blue, go ahead. Uh, uh, off the bat. Go ahead. I don't know. Um, blue mask, um, wombat. <laughs> yeah. See, so I would just go from that and then I would design the, 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 the bad guy off of that. That would be my, my next mm-hmm. villain, you know? And it's just fun because people felt like they were, you know, included in the story. Mm-hmm. And I, I would credit them at the end as well, you know. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it was kind of fun. And then same thing with Gordon's abilities. Gordon, Gordon abilities were based after food. So I would just say like, okay, but the joke about it was he had to do it alphabetically. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, so he would have an attack like maybe B would be like burrito, burrito blast. Yeah. And then so I, I, I would bring it up to the viewers and I'd say, okay, Gordon Ryan needs ability to begin with C. So go mm-hmm. ahead. And then I would choose, you know, one from the people who would submit, you know, ideas. And same thing, I would acknowledge them, you know, just for that. That's so. That's pretty. That's I. I didn't know. I. I that's pretty cool that you have like a following. That's, yeah. So it's it's pretty fun. It's just kind of to, to thank all the readers and followers, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm so um and I'm I'm. 
I'm going off the cuff here. So have you been doing this ever since you like, you like, um, when did you join Facebook and did you do it when you started this, the Facebook page? Um, when I set up the Gordon Ryder Facebook page, I kind of had that in mind and, um, I kind of streamlined it. And unfortunately I wish I didn't because actually I lost a lot of the original sketches and, and photos and notes and everything. But, uh, but yeah, but I've, I've been asking for participation kind of like from the beginning. So I'm going to, I'm off the cuff. I'm sorry. I'm kind of putting you on the spot no. about this, but what was the, what was the best response for like, um, one of those, um, superhero, those super villains. What was the best one that you remember? Oh gosh. There's so many. It's hard to, hard to say. Um, I think I had one, which was like, like, it was like orange, orange orangutan. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's a, it's a color and an object. All right. I'll give you that. No, they, they're, they're really good because they come up with a lot of creatures that even I don't even think about or even colors that I don't think about. Like someone said Harlequin. Yeah. yeah I, said, Har- I said Harlequin's a color? Yeah. And so I, look, I looked it up and Harlequin is actually a green. It's kind of oh. like a chartreuse. Yeah, I, I assumed it was red and black like, you know, yeah. Harlequin like we know. Harlequin is actually like a, um, if you look it up, yeah, it's like a, like a lightish chartreuse green. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So I learned something from these. Well, people are just trying to test me. That's really what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to continue on. I'm going to start going to your um, through your comic strips now. Okay, you like um, generation your generation gap comic. Oh wait, actually, let me sorry. Let me take a step back. The Calabash okay. comic strip in the Star Advertiser, and uh, again, yeah. that's our local newspaper on Oahu. Again, you know, what's the, you know, for our listeners, what's the premise of the comic strip? Calabash is essentially, it's a, it's a series of local comic strips about Hawaii. You know, it's, uh, um, essentially it's just, yeah, just me and, you know, with local humor. You mm-hmm. know? So, so people on the mainland might not get it, you know, <laughs> well, yeah. but, uh, yeah. Um, so Calabash, uh, the name is, uh, Calabash is actually like a, um, a bowl or a container, mm-hmm. you know, like a wooden container, like ho- like a, from a hollowed gourd. And I guess like when it comes to people, it means like a close friend or relative. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, uh, someone's so familiar to you that you, you would eat out of the same bowl mm-hmm. kind of thing. So we use the term like Calabash cousin or Calabash friend and stuff yes. like that. And, and that's very popular here in Hawaii. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, again, I bring up Dave Thorne, my mentor. Um, he was the one who came up with the name of the strip because he felt like it was going to, you know, my strip was more of a, you know, talking about local families and customs and mm-hmm. gags and things like that. Um, uh, so we, when we started this, it was, um, uh, back then it was still the Star Bulletin. This oh, was before the merger. Yeah. So they had a feature called Drawn and Quartered by uh, uh, Burl Game, and he asked for submissions. So I was one who kind of submitted a lot of the things Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I submitted kind of on a regular basis. So after a while, they asked, it's like, they asked me and they asked Dave Thorne, it's like, hey, you guys want to do a comic strip? And we're like, oh, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. So, and that's how it all began, you know. So I was very fortunate that um, uh, they picked me up. Wow. And um, now you got to forgive me because, I, and I'll be honest with you and listen to I'll be honest. 
I haven't touched the newspaper in years. Oh yeah. So, yeah. but now the th- no, but it's of course it's also online too. Yeah. But the other thing when I asked, like, how long have you been doing that? That comic, um, the comic strip. Um, you know, like when I first submitted work to the to the newspaper, I would say it was back in two thousand and one. Oh, okay. But I think we started the regular comic strip. I would say starting about like two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. So there were, there was a small break in which we got let go for a little while, and then they had the merger between the advertiser and the star, uh, between the Star Bulletin and Honolulu Advertiser, and became one paper. And then we started up again. So ever since then, I've been I've been working on it. Yeah. Okay. And then um and just for and I'm going to say even for me and our listeners, like um is it a weekly? Is it a daily comic strip or is it a weekly? No, no. Okay. Uh, comes out uh, every other Sunday. Oh, okay. So, so I take turns. So originally I was taking turns with, with Dave, mm-hmm. Dave Thorne. And Deb was doing a comic strip in the Honolulu Advertiser. And then the three of us were kind of rotating after a while once the merger happens. Mm-hmm. Deb, Deb decided to, um, uh, I think she was pursuing her other things. So she didn't have time to work on the strip. So then it was just Dave and me. Mm-hmm. And then uh and then I think they filled in they filled it in with Audra Furuichi. And Audra does a comic strip um, called Nemu Nemu. But for um, the Honolulu Star Advertiser, she does this one called Blue Hawaii, which is kind of a comic strip about like these little stuffed dolls. Uh, that it's a really cute strip. If you get a, if you get a chance, you should check it out because it's, it's a very wistful strip. It kind of reminds me of kind of like mutts, you know. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, later on, what happened was Dave passed away. Actually, sorry. And so now it's um, alternating between me and Audra. So we go back and forth. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. And then um, the um, Generation Gap comic strips. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the, um, the Japanese American um, newspaper. Yeah. Um, I, I think, he, if I remember, I think at the beginning of the interview, I think he kind of mentioned it, but I'm going to ask you again, what is the premise of this comic strip? Okay. This is another one where they approached me to do a comic strip. Um, so it's about, it's basically about two generations. Mm-hmm. It's about the grandparents and the grandkids and then how they don't see eye to eye. The grandparents are more like, like uh, folklore and customs, you know, and traditions. Mm-hmm. The kids are more about fads and latest technology. I mean, it's just like nowadays, right? You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of like a local version of the comic strip uh, Pickles. Have you ever seen that one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Um, and, the reason why I decided to do it this way is because the demographic is mostly, mostly the older generation. Yes. So for me, I was observing my parents and seeing the funny relationship between them and my nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. And it's stuff like, even for me thinking like, if I had kids, you know, these kids would be like that or, or stuff. Even remember when I was a kid, you know, the, the trouble I would make, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I figured this is something that everyone can relate to, you know, mm-hmm. and, but I also have to incorporate something Japanese, whether it's like uh, food or like, uh, uh, language or, or stuff like that. So it, it's kind of semi-educational as well. You know? mm-hmm. Okay. And then it, it, does that come out? Um, is, is it a weekly thing or is it every two weeks? Um, the actual comic is, I mean, the actual um, publication is printed like every first and third Monday of every month. Mm-hmm. So there's some times where I'm juggling both comic strips like mm-hmm. the same week. And then okay. summer's like, Every other week, you know, I have to. So it's almost like I'm doing a strip, you know, every week, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it be for the 
the star advertiser for the uh, the White Herald. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then um, and then um, let me see. Let me ask you about this other one that I came across. Something about adventures with Zori. Yeah. So, <laughs> is that a comic strip or is it? Um, so it, it's basically like little, little stories about my cat. Mm-hmm. You know, my cat's name is Zori, and the humans that she allowed to uh, live with her. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one came about was because um, I never, I never owned a cat before. I never had a cat. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've had, I've, I've had a dog. You know, I've had fish and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so having a cat is like a totally new experience. I mean, it, it really is. Like if you've never experienced living with a cat, it is so different. Um, so I, I drew some comic strips, you know, just quick sketches of like the silly things that happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, things like going to the vet, you know, climbing, her climbing up on the screen door, you know, catching lizards, you know, stuff that appear in her food bowl. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff is probably not new to cat owners, but yeah. it was definitely new, you know. Um, enough people were kind of hounding me online, you know, because they love the strip so much. They wanted me to put it together in a book. Oh. And uh, fortunately, we had enough pre-orders, and I managed to uh, redraw all the comic strips and put it together last year, about the same time, actually, you know. Huh? Um, but it, it came out right before Christmas, so it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was, it was good. Um, we are hoping for a second book to come out, but uh, I've been so busy with freelance and everything, I haven't even had a chance to redraw the strips yet. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, and then now that 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 collection of um, stories, Adventures with Zodi, that's the it's called Let the Fur Fly. Is that correct? That's that's the subheading of the first book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I'm going to go back to the um, Calabash comic strip. Okay. Generation gap. Um, correct. Now you have those collected, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have uh, three books collected, mm-hmm. um, and you can get those on my store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also to if and if and you sell them here at, at the local conventions as well too. Right? Yeah, local conventions, and then you might you might um, sometimes I have them at the comic book shops. It depends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, now. Um, I read I read an issue of the Arad Angels. Mm-hmm. I also noticed that you know you also put um, local celebrities. In. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now, which um, yes? Yeah, so, can you tell us like which famous local celebrities? And we're talking about you know could be singers, yeah, could be newscasters. Yeah, I you know. Um, uh, there's a local newscaster, Yunji Denise. Yes. And we've, we've been such great friends with each other. Like um, I, I, I attended a local event and I think it was like, um, it was a cancer prevention uh, thing. So they're raising funds and she was kind of like the host. And it's really funny. I was so tired. I didn't recognize that she was in line and I drew her. I did a caricature of her and her, hus- her husband. And ever since then, it's like, you know, she's been following me. She's been picking up the, the gecko books because she recently had, you know, kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, she did articles of us. She did articles of the, um, you know, uh, interviews of us with the, um, the local kind of greeting cards and everything. She's, she's always been so great to us. So I decided to kind of throw her in there. And um, it was kind of a surprise. So she didn't know I was going to do that. So, um, But, you know, once in a while, like when I do the comic strip or even other things um 
Oh, also, I guess in the same strip, I drew one of our friends, Darley, and he's a photographer who's who's at all the conventions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody who saw it, it was like they knew immediately it was him. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> um, but once in a while, like when I do events or or you know when I get asked to do like uh, certain uh, um, projects, mm-hmm. um, when I do crowd scenes, I'll draw people in there, and I usually don't tell them. You know, it's like I want it to be a surprise. <laughs> But also when I post on social media, somebody sees it and they usually like tag the person, the actual person, you know, like the official person, you know, it could be like The Rock or somebody like that. Yeah. Um, one I did was for, um, uh, for the newspaper for TGIF. They gave me the cover of, of TGIF and that TGIF is one of those, it's like um, a collection of like, and talking about all the things going on over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So I think it was uh, for the Comic-Con Honolulu. Yeah. And so they, you know, they gave me the specs for the cover. So I do a real crowded comic book scene, you know, comic con scene. Mm-hmm. And the guest was George Takei. So I, I actually drew him in there. Oh. And it was kind of cool because I got to meet him, but I was so tongue tied when I gave him the, the actual, uh, you know, the actual yes. uh, the, article, you know, yeah. the, the, or, or, you know, the, the thing that I, you know, I was just kind of pointing like, ah, that's you, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. He's like, oh, it looks like me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> And um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess in some comic strips, I do mention other people. Like, you know, I mentioned like Jason Momoa and, you know, some other people. And yeah, it's, it's funny because it's always reblogged and somebody always puts a hashtag or, you know, mm-hmm. sends it to them. So, so that's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. I, I, never, I never really hear back from them, though. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but if I do hear back, hopefully it's not like a cease and desist or something. <laughs> 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 it's like, hey, you use my necklace. I didn't give it to me. But I but I think it's pretty cool that you know you that's fun. you put in like the local you know like you put in like you know local celebrities that we see like you know the newscasters like hey you know yeah so, yeah. yeah so but yeah all right <laughs> all right um um let me see I'm gonna continue on um now correct me if I'm wrong so I know. You and some of the local artists, you guys, there was a time where you guys used to meet at Pearl Ridge, right? Some type of right. like artist jam session. Yeah, yeah. Like, was that like a monthly thing? And how um, did that come about? So um, this is called Comic Jam Hawaii. And there's a Facebook page that has it. And um, you, you can visit it. You don't have to be a member or anything. You can visit it and see like some of the art and everything on there. Mm-hmm. But um, Comic Jam Hawaii is uh, led by um, another local artist, Michael Cannon. Oh, okay. And he's pretty much run this from the beginning. Um, Comic Jam was actually founded by um, a woman from Canada who was, uh, came down, you know, during the cold season. She decided to flee to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, so MP uh, Mangan, I think her last, I, I probably mangled her last name. I'm sorry, but we just call it MP. Mm-hmm. Um, she set up a meeting. And it's really funny because, like, I got, a, I got an email. I, and I thought it was spam. Because it was an email to me, and it was from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was talking about this event, like, hey, let's meet at Coffee Talk, you know, a certain event, and it's a, yeah. it's a cartoon thing. So, but like I said, it was from me, too. So I'm just like, oh, this has got to be spam. So I just disregarded it. Yeah. Um, later on, my, one of my other friends, Byron, who knew MP, he asked if I was going to go to the event. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I didn't know it was real. So I called up a couple other cartoonists, including Dave Thorne, my mentor. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I called a couple of the other p- local professionals here. Um, Dennis Fujitaki. I don't know if you know aware of his stuff. Dennis worked on um, Delgoda. I might know him. No, okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he also worked on like ElfQuest and uh, oh, he's okay. worked on um, locally. You've probably seen him because he did a lot of the, uh, the dead gecko recipe t-shirts for crazy <laughs> shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of those when you see his style, you recognize, you recognize it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been in the comic industry for a long time. Um, also Gary Kato and Gary Kato has also worked on ElfQuest and uh, currently he's working on uh, Mr. Jigsaw. No. Okay. Um, but yeah, all you know, and also called the uh, uh, designer Alan Lowe, who's also uh, you know a good friend of mine and also a cartoonist as well. And so we had a small group of like a few of us, who, mm-hmm. and um, so we used to meet at like different malls, you okay. know. But Pearl Ridge was the most supportive, so now we have it at Pearl Ridge, mm-hmm. um, and it's usually every first and third Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we invite everyone who's interested to come out. So. Um, you know, because artists are usually pretty shy, you know, they usually don't want to show their work. They usually don't want to meet people. So this is a good opportunity to like, you know, make contacts, you know, talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, we dragged a few special guests like uh, Stan Sakai, you know, would, would show up once in a while. Wow. Things like that. So, but the attendance is, you know, it's really low key, you know, mm-hmm. so we usually have kids come up, you know, and a lot of people don't even realize what's going on. They said, oh, what is this about? They said, oh yeah, come draw with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have novices we have professionals and everything so mm-hmm. so yeah so it's, it's a pretty neat little thing where we just get together and you know just kind of like draw with everybody encourage people to draw that's pretty cool yeah. now i'm going to ask like you know um you know because of the pandemic and so forth you know um you know have you know um you know um are you guys still meeting now or are you guys planning to start, start up meeting again soon? So when the pandemic hit, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't do any like public functions or anything. So, oh, yeah. um, so um, we actually did it. Yeah, we did it online, but oh. we did it, we did it through a Facebook messenger and we also did like a stream yard. Mm-hmm. So we could have like, you know, up to six to seven people, you know, online drawing, talking story at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, uh, they actually set up a, uh, an area, so they maybe like six tables, and then the seats are apart. So mm-hmm. we can actually—they've they, been actually meeting, but um, I've been a little bit paranoid because so I haven't really parent. I, I really haven't appeared like all year. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, but when they first started doing it, I didn't have my shot back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of waited till I got my vaccination shot, and then um, I also had other health issues, so I didn't want to chance mm-hmm. going you know yeah but but they are still meeting you know oh. every first and third you know sunday unless specified mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i mean you know john like john i understand yeah it's like um you know it's like me right now it's like you know i'm fully vaccinated i i you know because the numbers are kind of fluctuating up and down i yeah mm-hmm. we're not even going to a movie theater you know I, oh really yeah yeah you know, so, but no, so I understand. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but I'm going to say, but it's good. At least, you know, at least some of them are meeting, you know, at least, yeah. At least, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Because that's really what it is. It's like, it's, it's the creative energy that you get, you know, for being other creative types. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? You don't get that by being by yourself. You need to kind of interact with other people or get inspired by others. You know, and that's, that was the whole purpose of a comic jam. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. 
Now, I'm slowly wrapping things up. So, um, I, let's see, there is, okay. So, um, at conventions, you okay. know, what is your most common commission requests? Like, <laughs> like superheroes, is it super villains, super sentai, kaiju? I, I get all kinds. I get, I, I mean, really, but um, I guess people see what I do and they, they know what they want kind of thing. So more, more cartoony things. But mm-hmm. right now, I would, I would say right now, all the, all the requests I w- I'm getting right now is uh, Grogu, you know, Baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. And uh, Usagi of Jimbo, which is awkward since I know Stan. <laughs> I'm kind of like, hey, I hope, I hope you don't mind. I'm catching in on your IP, you know. Um, and it's funny because I would do a lot of uh, Deadpool and Spider-Man, which oh. is weird because I don't think my anatomy is that great. You know, I have like real cartoon anatomy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. People like it. Um, well, when people contact me or they commission me, mm-hmm. they want funny. Mm-hmm. You know, so they kind of want to see what I want to do with the characters, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and this this goes back to like I think uh, several years ago, we were doing these little four by four squares for Dragon's Lair, the comic book shop, mm-hmm. and I decided to do like comic book characters, but everyone's with shave ice, you mm-hmm. know, to, or snow cone, you know. What, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we we call it shave ice. Yeah, shave shave ice is uh, snow cone for you to the mainland. And so I just had them silly things with, you know, the characters in Hawaii. So like, for example, like, uh, uh, you know, like uh, uh, Spider-Man would have a shave ice that looked like, I don't know, like, like his head or something like that, yeah. you know, or, or, like, or like Batman would have one that was, it was the bat symbol on it or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? So it was just like fun and a little creative and, you know, I'd draw like a little beach in the, in the background and so forth. And then another year I did the characters playing the ukulele and singing songs like related to them, you know? So uh, it's fun. So, so a lot of times when people hire me, that's what they want. They want to see what, what I can do with the character to make some silly and local mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Now um, let's see, John from the comic book page podcast. He mm-hmm. asked, now I know you already talked about commissions. Like yeah. um, if someone who is interested, um, in getting a commission from you, where, where how can they reach you? Um, smoke signals usually. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. Um, they can they can <laughs> private message me um, either through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, mm-hmm. or um, or you can also send a message through my store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just just send me a message. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to get back to you. And as long as I'm not like super busy, I can you know we can we can talk about price and and so forth. Yeah. Mm. Also, too, John asked, like, if there was, let's say if there's a new listener, you know, or uh, yeah. someone who's, you know, reading comics mm-hmm. and, you know, is kind of interested in, uh, interested in what, the, what, you know, about any of the, your comics that you, you know, you've written, you know, uh, where can they, um, where can they, like, um, again, where can they pick up, like, you know, the, um, your comics or the comic, the comic um, collection of comic strips, um, collection where can they um, um, pick it up from again uh, best place is my online store so johnjmurakami.bigcartel.com mm-hmm. so it also has like sample pages of each of the books and comics so um, otherwise on social media I just post random stuff and yeah I'm not really organized I probably should have a website or something <laughs> like that you know <laughs> but yeah 
Now also too, if there's someone that wants to check out your works, which one would you recommend to them to check out first? Um, I think it depends, you know, um, like, are you into the humor or into the, you know, mm-hmm. um, are you more into comic strips or the comic books? Mm-hmm. Then, um, yeah, I mean, you know, definitely for the comic books, I would say Audit Angels is a good one to take a look at, you know, mm-hmm. also Gordon Ryder. Mm-hmm. Um, for the comic strips, I would say uh, uh, Generation Gap is good for like, you know, if you like the relationship kind of things. But for like, um, if you want to know about Hawaii, Calabash is good. Mm, okay. So I try to catch a little of everything. Of course, if you like cats, you know, pick up the ventures with Sodi. You know, if you're a cat lover, you know, someone who likes cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, basically, just pick up everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just pick up everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, before I continue, before I start wrapping things up, I want yeah. to ask you about your. Um, your um, cards, the, the local kind cards. How long oh, have you yeah. that? And then if you could tell our listeners <clears throat> what, what, you know, um, what are the cards and so forth. Uh, so lo- local kind cards are like, we're, we, we call it local cards for local people. But that's not really true. I mean, a, a lot of people pick it up because they have uh, relatives on the mainland. Mm-hmm. And so they send it to them because, you know, they, you know, just to give them a little bit more local things and all that so we write it in pidgin english and so forth um you know believe it or not um so we we we, we usually handle like all the all the, the main like i guess <clears throat> occasions and holidays so we can capture new year's you know mm-hmm. christmas mother's day father's day mm-hmm. here in hawaii boys day and girls day is a is a big tradition here so we actually do that uh we also cover like uh, special occasions like only in Hawaii like like yakudoshi is a big thing mm-hmm. you know, in Japan and kanreki um, but we do birthdays you know we do thank you cards and so forth and mm-hmm. um, I th- think if you go to localkindcards.com I think we have a website up I'm not too sure this is this is not my company this is <laughs> oh, okay. okay but but I've been working with it and uh, from the beginning and believe it or not next year makes 25 years we've been actually uh, out on the market it's a long time yeah I didn't even realize that they're out that I, I didn't realize you know it was like they've been doing that for 25 years yeah it doesn't feel like it it's like it's just such a flash you know yeah so but we have fun doing it. So we hope that the people who read it and, and receive it, we hope you guys have as much fun reading them as we do making them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let me start. I'm going to slowly wrap things up. Yeah. Um, so correct me. Now, you've already mentioned, you know, your requests for commission to do Usagi Ujimbo. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Didn't you do a pinup in Usagi Ujimbo number 20? I did. How did that did. come about? Okay, um, okay, it's a weird story how this came about. So Michael Cannon and I, Michael Cannon is a local artist. Uh, we, did a, we did a little drawing session about Usagi Ojimbo. And so basically we were just on screen and we we're drawing just, you know, just various fan art about Usagi Ojimbo. Um, so some fans saw the show and they reached out to me asking if we, they could have the drawings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I sold it to them. And this is me not thinking here. So, you know, I did the drawings and these were like small. They were only on like four by six panels, you know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I colored it and everything. So I sent it out in a five by seven postcard 
And all I did was put a forever, forever stamp on it and mailed it out. And I, I had been doing a ton of commissions at this point. <laughs> and uh, I mailed everything that way. And, you know, because it was fun. It was, it, you know, I could, I, I could use all the different kinds of forever stamps, right? You know, mm-hmm. like I was on the Sesame Street ones, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. But about seven to eight weeks later, I get contacted by the, by the person that was supposed to go to. And he was in California. And he yeah. says he, he never received the letter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I kind of like, you know, did facepalm because... There's no tracking if you yeah. if you send it that way. So then he was like, "Well, what do we do?" Yeah, and I felt really bad because, you know, I'm thinking like, this is original art. Why would I just put a? Why would I put no tracking on this thing? What what was I thinking? You know? uh-huh. So I felt really bad, but you know, fortunately, I scanned in everything, so I had things for reference. Um, the two images I sent him weren't that hard to replicate because okay. one was like a Usagi Ojimbo, like in a Charlie Brown kind of style. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one was his uh, Tokage lizards and one of my geckos. So mm-hmm. that was easy to draw. And I felt really bad. So for his patience, I actually drew a third image that he didn't know about. Yeah. And it was, it was basically, um, um, it was basically an image of Usagi Ojimbo. And he was, he, you know, was holding his sword. He was jumping toward the audience and the back, I put a big Hokusai wave. Yeah. Um, you know, one of those classic waves that you yes. see that the artist Hokusai did. And um, so he didn't know about it. So once he received it, he posted it online. And he was really happy to, to get the bonus image. Mm-hmm. And since he posted it, I usually wait till the, the you know, the, the recipient posts it online and then I'll post it. Mm-hmm. And so um, shortly after I, I posted it, I was contacted by Stan. Oh, that he wanted to use it in an upcoming issue of Usagi Ojimbo. And I was like, I was excited. I was just like, really? You, you, you want to use the image? So, <laughs> so he told me uh, it's probably going to be an issue number 17. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited about it because issue number 17 was when um, Stan, I think for the cover, he did kind of an homage to Frank Frazetta, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. It's a really nice, nice cover. So I opened it up and I didn't see it. You know, I'm flipping around. It's like, oh, is it in the middle? No, that's not. Maybe it's in the next issue. So Mm -hmm. issue number 18 came out. Yeah. Look, it's still not in there. So I contacted Stan and then he followed up with his publisher and he assured me it was going to be in number 20. Uh Uh-huh. So I gave heads up to the comic shops, not realizing that it would sell out so fast because of the introduction of the new character. Oh. Yeah. So there was a new character that he introduced and it was on the cover of Yukichi Yamamoto, I believe, wow. is the new the new rabbit samurai. And people bought it because they speculated it was going to tie in with the Netflix series because yes. Usagi Ojimbo is going to have a Netflix series. So yeah, so it 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 sold out like instantly and the and the price went up ridiculously. It, it was so fast that he had to do a second printing. Uh-huh. And even that flew out. You know? But you know how it is. Anytime there's a new character. Or even like if it's issue number one, all the comic guys just grab it right away. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, anyway, I, so I, I saw it in the feature in the back, and I was I was really honored that it was in there. So um, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. And, and then after that, I got some Usagi commissions after that, you know, because I guess people like my work. So yeah, that is pretty cool. So okay, so I'm gonna so I'm just gonna clarify. So were you able to get a, like a first printing of number twenty? 
I did. I did. Oh, good. Okay. Fortunately, fortunately I had um, I had uh, Lucas pull some on the side for me. Oh, early okay. On. I really wish I requested for more, but I think even him too, like they shorted him a lot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the comic book shops, they do that. They, you know, the distribution is kind of wonky, so... Yeah, and then for our listeners, um, you know, uh, me and John, uh, me and John, we we um, our our LCS is um, Dragon's Lair. So if we ever yeah. mention Lucas's name, Lucas is the um, is the owner of the shop. So yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but actually, you know, if we didn't do this interview, you could have just told people, yeah, issue number twenty sold out because you know, because my work is in it, you know. <laughs> I don't think it was that. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun, though. I mean, I'm, I'm very honored to be be a part of it. You know, so. So I'm gonna say I I I, um, I I know you said that you know you're honored to be a part of that issue, but I'm gonna you know were you were you excited you know to see to see it you know to be in a comic book shop and to really see it in your hands? Were you were you excited? Oh, of course, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it really is. So yeah, okay. So um, let's see. The next fun question I'm going to ask is, you know, um, what was your first comic book convention that you attended as a as a fan? Oh, as a fan, yeah. um, that was back. Uh, I would say it would be 1991 mm-hmm. at San Diego Comic Convention. That was my first convention. And 1991, I think, was the first year that it was actually held in the convention center. Mm-hmm. So uh, the convention center was brand new. Mm-hmm. So I think previously they had it in like hotels, like the El Cortez and the U.S. Grant and so forth around that area. But it got so big that they had to like move it to the convention center. Mm-hmm. And even then, when I went, they were only using half of the first floor. Like now, when you go to the con, they had to ex- they they actually expanded it like several times. You know, mm-hmm. so it got even bigger and bigger, and now it's like they're using the entire convention center, like the, the bottom floor, all five floors, and everything. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's it's such a huge thing now. It's like a it's like a zoo, you know. So I'm gonna so I'm just I'm gonna ask that first time you went in 1991, like you know, how did you get tickets? How, you know, how, oh, back then it was so easy to get tickets. Yeah. You know? Like was it just you, you and your friends, you and your family? I mean, who you know? Oh, I went. I went with friends. So um, again, this is again. I bring up uh, uh, Dave Thorne, you know, my mentor, because he was going up. Mm-hmm. And Dave Thorne is good friends with um, Scott Shaw, Serge Aragones, um, mm-hmm. Stan Sakai, mm-hmm. um, uh, Steve Leloja. Yes. Um, um, all these artists. I mean, it's amazing the amount of people that Dave knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked at his autograph book. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing the originals, original drawings he's got, you know, from like people like Charles Schultz, you know, like uh, people like, uh, um, um, shoot, I can't even think of his name. Um, but he, he's got a whole bunch of artists in that, in that book. And it's, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And they're all originals, you know, they're all original sketches. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Mel Kniff, Mel Kniff, who did uh, Steve Canyon, the comic strip Steve Canyon, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah, so it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it, it was a good time. And uh, I didn't go like every year, but 
mm-hmm. I think sporadically after that, like when we did pagers, we decided to go up and we actually had a small booth. Well, that's pretty cool. And then we were going like a couple of years after that, you know, several years after that. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Okay. Now, have you ever been um, invited to a convention on the mainland? You, you well, no, I've, well, you already mentioned that already. You went to San yeah. Diego. Yeah. Um, I, well, I wasn't invited though. You know, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm small peanuts. I'm never a guest. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't, okay. I don't expect to be. I don't expect okay. to be. Have you, um, have you been invited to, uh, as an artist, have you been invited to any, any um, conventions on the mainland? Um, no. <laughs> like I said, they, they, they don't know who I am. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm small peanuts. You know? <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. So now, You've mentioned earlier that you know, um, you know that you and your wife a um, couple of years ago, when um, William Shatter and some of the next generation yeah. actors came down, um, you know, I know you said that you and your wife had dinner with Rick Holberg. Now, and now, like, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, um, if a visitor, if a creator visits the islands, you know, while on vacation, you yeah. kind of sort of take take some of them around. Is that correct? I try to, I mean, I just try to show them some aloha. I mean, yeah. and, and it's not even the creators too. Like, even though like uh, I've invited like voice actors and everything, if they, you know, just to, just to show them some aloha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sometimes I wonder if they're wary. It's like, like, who is this guy? Why, 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 why is he doing this? You know, <laughs> but, but you know, if they want it, I do it, you know? So um, I think it started with Phil Ye, you know, like I hung out with him, took him around the island. Uh, Greg Evans, who does the comic strip Luann, I've, I've taken him around, him and his wife oh, Betty around. Uh, uh, Donna Barr, who does uh, uh, Desert Peach, um, yeah. Roberta Gregory, who does Bitchy Bitch, and um, many more people. I, I, yeah, I just take them around the island, you know, mm-hmm. hang out with them, stuff like that. That is pretty cool. Yeah. And then we have our regular friends, you know, who visit from the con, who, you know, some are from. California, some are from Canada. Yeah, we usually just take them around, hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. Favorite convention moment? Either My favorite a- convention moment. Yeah. Wow. If you have, wow, there's, there, have there's so many. Them. Yeah. There's so many. Um, I think as a fan, just meeting like your heroes, you know, that's always such a, a thrill, mm-hmm. you know, just. You're like, wow, this is the guy, you know, and and most of the people that you meet are really down to earth and really cool. Yes. You know what I mean, you you would think that okay, maybe there's one or two who are kind of had a, you know, like a chip on their shoulder kind of thing, but maybe I caught them on a bad day, you know, kind mm-hmm. of. Thing. Yeah. But for for the most part, everybody's really great. I'm really happy to meet them, and you know, we can talk a little bit shop and all that. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, but yeah, dinner with Rick Holberg was a big big highlight for me. I would say. Um, uh, we had dinner with uh, George Perez actually. That was a, that was a thrill. Wait, you know? wait, wait, wait. Was it okay? Because was that like kind of like a separate thing? Because I remember going. This was a separate one. No, oh. this is a separate one. So Michael Cannon was is a huge fan of George Perez. Okay. And the very first year he came down. Oh, the first year. Okay. The very first year he came down, he contacted him right away. Yes. And it's it's funny because he showed me what he wrote. And he says, like, does this seem stalkerish? And before I could say yes, he said, I sent it. And I'm like, why did you do that? That's so creepy, you know? But George says, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And so we went, to, um, we went to the top of Waikiki. Yes. And yeah. it was just Michael Cannon, me, and Gwen. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Gwen is my girlfriend, by the way, not my wife. But uh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, no, that's fine. But uh, and it was just the four of us, and we we just had a nice time talking story, and just not only about comics, but just you know, just things in general. So, and he's such a cool guy. He's such a nice guy. Oh yes, he's 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 wonderful. You know, so oh. yeah. So so that so that I I would say is kind of a big highlight for me. But yeah, wow, um, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of times too, like especially for conventions now, um, especially for voice actors, I've always admired cartoons mm-hmm. and, and voice acting. Voice acting has always been like a, uh, something that was amazing to me because these are the people who breathe the life into the character. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like if you get the wrong voice, it's it's so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I've had people like like Tara Strong and um, you know who does uh, Raven and Bubbles and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess uh, her most recent thing is that uh, Miss Minutes, you know, from oh, that's right. from Loki. Yeah. Yes. So I would draw like their characters, some mm-hmm. of their characters in Hawaii on four by four, and I would give it to them, mm-hmm. you know, and they're usually pretty happy about it, you know, uh, uh, or the voice cast of um, Dragon Prince came down. Oh, God. And so I, I drew little cartoons for each of them mm-hmm. and they were happy. Um, I, I did one for Bill Farmer who did uh, Goofy. He's the current Goofy, you know, mm-hmm. Disney things. And he, he was really happy. Um, even the anime people, I usually will do that too. And, uh, or I also did one for Charles Martinet, who does the voice of Mario. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they're usually so happy. And, and to me, that, that's always a good moment where, you know, you see they really appreciate your art and they really appreciate someone takes their time to give them a drawing. Um, you know, and, and I hope that, like, you know, when they when they when they see that, they realize that this con is different from other cons they've been to. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, as as a um, as a creator, I would say the best moments is definitely meeting the fans. You know, mm-hmm. meeting people who appreciate what you do. Um, you know, they like your work and everything. You know, they they support you. You know, they pick up whatever's at the table. Um. Oh, here here's a great story. Mm-hmm. So. One year, these two Girl Scouts came up, and they had their sh- you know the chaperones with them, mm-hmm. and they said, "Oh, we really like that that children's book you draw, the Gecko's children's book that you draw." Mm-hmm. So we made our own, mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh!" And so they present me with this, this little you know book that they drew on and stapled together. Yes, and it's called Gecko Party, and in parentheses, gone wrong. <laughs> And I said, okay. And these children books are meant for like young kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, so an excerpt from my book would be something like, you know, gecko surf, geckos dance, mm-hmm. geckos wearing funny pants, you know. And somebody else does the writing, I just do the illustrations. And I've done about like nine books of that. Anyway, so this is their homage to that. So it was kind of funny because it started off normal, you know, like, you know, geckos, Gecko with a cake, you know, gecko start to bake, you know, and things like that. And then, and then it's by like page four, it starts kind of like, you know, geckos fleeing, geckos running, and then geckos peeing. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. And there's a, there's a picture of the, of the, of, you know, the back of the gecko, and you yeah. can see a trail of, of pee. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you know that this is kind of going south, okay? Mm-hmm. And then in the middle, this cat comes in, like this huge cat, and starts mauling all the all the geckos. And it's like, I was just like shocked. I'm like, what is going on here? So it's like, um, um, you know, 
uh, oh, what was it? Like geckos fleeing, geckos crying, <laughs> geckos praying, geckos dying. And I'm just, <laughs> and there's like these, all these little, I mean, it's like, it was total carnage. And I'm thinking like, these are Girl Scouts. They look like they were like nine, nine to 12. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, is this what they teach them in Girl Scouts? <laughs> but I was just laughing so hard. Uh-huh. And I was so flattered. And I, it's funny because I showed this to my, my editor, you know, at uh-huh. the Beach House Press. And she was shocked. She was just like, oh, my gosh. And I just said, I want to draw this. <laughs> but, yeah. So, you know, to me, to me, things like this is always a big highlight. You know, it was just, it was just so fun, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, you know, in, in thanks, I gave them, like, whatever they want on my table they could have, you know, because I, yeah. I just thought this was so great. <laughs> um, off the cuff here, because I know, you know, um, lo- you know, for conventions we have on Oahu, we have um, Comic-Con Honolulu, we mm-hmm. have Amazing Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the Big Island has one. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, you've been invited to the Maui Comic-Con, right? With a, yes. Uh, Alika Seki there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, how, and you've gone, I, correct me if I'm wrong, they've had, what, three or four years before COVID hit and stuff? Um, it was two or three of them. I, 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 can't, I can't remember offhand, but yeah, yeah. But have you gone to, but have you gone to? You know, oh, actually, yeah, there was three. There were three. That's okay. right. I, I've been to all of them. Yeah. The first one was actually, I believe, at the, at the mall in Cannery. Right. Yeah. So we are actually outside the stores. So yeah. people are kind of like wondering like what the heck is going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a real fun one. That one, that one was really like, it was really active and everything. The second one was at the, uh, Maui, the, Comi- yeah, was, uh, Maui community college, I think. Yeah. That was the mm-hmm. second one. Um, that one, I think the guests were uh, Stan Sakai and Mark Tessera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last one was also them. And I think they had like Bob Camp, who worked on Ben and Stimpy, um, uh, Keith Tucker, Goon. yeah, the guy who created Goon, Eric Powell. Oh, Eric Powell was a yes, that's right. How did I forget that? Yeah. No, but um, um mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, they're all they're all fun. They're hmm. all they're all really fun, you know. Because I have because I I've been meaning to go, yeah. To one of at least a mop because it, it just sounds fun and just well you're wearing the shirt what's going on you're wearing the Maui Comic Con shirt yeah. I can see his video so yeah <laughs> <laughs> because um I think like I, I don't have Facebook but sometimes I'll scroll th- through his Facebook and they'll have oh they'll have the shirts on sale yeah, just to yeah, kind of help yeah. support so it's like oh yeah, that's good not. Yeah. <laughs> oh but yeah one year I have to make it out there one year. I yeah, it, it's it's pretty low key, but it's like it's it's fun. I mean, it's a little bit more intimate, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, I have to um, because I know um, Ed Pisker was supposed to come down last year. Yeah. 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 So and yeah, then, um, I think both of them. I think Ed Pisker and Jim Jim Rugg were gonna come down. I think. Oh, that would have been pretty cool. That. Yeah. I I think I think Ed still wants to come down. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be yeah. great. Um, Hawaii has the um, the Hawaii Con. That's the Big Island has the Hawaii Con. Mm-hmm. That one is um, is an interesting one because they bring down a lot of um, celebrities, but they tie it in with uh, STEM and the schools. 
Oh, okay. So the schools will come in and, you know, they'll talk individually to the classes. And so, like, they'll even have, like, you know, like, uh, lightsaber demonstrations, you mm-hmm. know, where the kids are interactive with that. Or, um, but also, like, you, you know, you can pay to go, like, swimming with the stars, you know, like, swimming with the, the manta rays or something mm-hmm. like that with, uh, with a celebrity of some sort, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, and then Kauai has one now. The Island of Kauai has one now by Aaron, Aaron Yamasato started it um, the other year. Yes, I think. Uh, like- yeah, and then we had Bon Daisuke, who was the guest actually, because he's never been to Kauai before, so uh-huh. it was a big thrill. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool because like each island seems to have one. Yes, and if you can't make it to Oahu, then we'll try to bring it to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but yeah, I think yeah. One year I probably gotta check out the Kauai one, but definitely Maui one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I want to check out Alika's store too as well. Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. So I'm slowly wrapping things up. Okay. Um, this is going to be a tough question for you. Okay. Favorite local restaurant. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> or if you got, uh, two, three. I, 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 I'm simple. I'm simple. So of course, you know, I mentioned highway in, Yes. you know, I like their Hawaiian combo. I like the fact that, and if you've never been there, it's kind of funny because they serve it on uh, cafeteria trees. Yeah. And it's, yeah, but yeah. it's pretty good, but yeah. it's fun, you know? Um, L and L we mentioned, you know, and of course I like I like their chicken katsu. Um but I also like zippies, you know, like I like their zip pack, mm-hmm. you know. And then, um, mm-hmm. and then for our mainlanders, sorry, sorry, John. So for our mainlanders again, zippy and I know there's gonna be a zippy there should be a zippies in Las Vegas right now. Vegas, I I think they're in the middle of building that one right now, yeah. Okay. So again, it's it's another um it's I can, what local fast food chain yeah restaurant. kind of like a diner yeah yeah and then the zip pack that john mentioned it's you know white rice um futakaki on top um uh fried chicken oh my god the fried chickens are incredible yeah the fried chicken is good so a slice of um teriyaki beef spam yeah um they have a fish yes mm-hmm. yeah. you know, breaded fish and i think that's oh no um if you do the deluxe, they also put their chili on there too. Oh God! Yeah. So, so you know, for if you know when it's safe to travel again and come to Hawaii, that's Zippy's is one place to check out. Their yeah. Chicken, the fried chicken is incredible, and the the chilies are very excellent. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. Sorry, John. Um, any other any other restaurants or favorite dishes? Um. God, there's so many, but I I can't think of any off mm-hmm. offhand. But uh, I I always like, you know, I, I I'm usually a big fan of like chicken katsu or mochiko chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. Um, any any place with good saimen is always good too. Saimen is basically a ramen. You know, it's like a noodle dish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I always. I just go to Shiro's. For oh, Shiro's is always good too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I need to try out the, some of the other places, but yeah. I wonder if our art is still hanging there. We actually used to draw over there. After Comic Jam, we used to always go over there. And then we used to do drawings for them and they would hang it up on the oh. wall. <laughs> oh, I'm, going to, I'm just going to say until, you know, um, COVID mandates, you know, are, you know, are dropped and stuff. When, seriously, one day I'll probably go in there and sit down and have you know lunch in there. And yeah, if there is, you know, see if your art is still hanging. Up yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Um, again, can you promote your, um, where can listeners follow you? Okay. On uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr, uh, John J. Murakami. So J-O-N-J-M-U-R-A-K-A-M-I. And um, yeah, and then also I have my um, online store, which is uh, johnjmurakami.bigcartel.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then any last words to our listeners? Um, um, basically, yeah. I mean, for those of you who are interested in drawing, you know, just, just uh, you know, draw anything and everything. You know, some people get comfortable with drawing certain things like people. Mm-hmm. But make sure you draw cars and mecha and buildings and backgrounds and people of all ages. Draw animals, you know, because you never know what you need to draw. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, for a lot of us, we get frustrated. But, you know, just keep at it. You know, practice everything. Practice, uh, practice every day, you know. Just, um, you know, practice a lot. It's just like playing a sport or musical instrument. You know, you only get better by practicing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, draw for yourself, you know, it's like, and, um, you know, take criticism and in, in stride, you know, I know it's, it's hard, you know, cause you spend a lot of time on it and somebody cuts it down. I mean, as long as it's constructive criticism, if people are just lashing out at, at you, you know, try to ignore that, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, draw for yourself, you know, as long as you like, as long as you like what you're doing, uh, chances are somewhere out there, someone else is going to like your work. So just, just hang in there, you know? And you should, you should definitely have fun doing it. Like, I love what I do. You know, I can't think of anything else I'd be doing. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, lo- I just love drawing. And I, I'll keep doing it until I, the day I can't, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you, John. So, no. John, you know, thank you very much for your time. And oh, thank you. John, I'm going to, and, you know, John, I'm going to say, you know, I wish you continued success, you know. You know, just, you know. And like I said, you know, just thank you very much for your time. You know, um, just a little bit back, a little bit hist- background history listeners that, you know, I, you know, I see John at the conventions. I see John at the comic shop. We keep talking about, you know, doing an interview and we finally did it today. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And once again, thanks for having me. And I hope, uh, I hope everybody uh, had a good time listening. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, no, but thank you. All right. So, um, you know, again, like I said, John, thank you very much for your time, you know, and then um, I just want to thank you, the listeners. Thank you very much for your time. You know, thank you for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Aloha. I had a great time talking story with John. We talked about everything from his self-published works to his comic strips that are in a couple of um, Hawaii local newspapers and to our favorite local plate lunch um, places. Now, if you're interested in buying any of his books, um, we will have a link to his Big Cartel website in the show notes. Now, before I wrap this up, you know, I want to give a couple people um, some shout outs. First off, I want to thank John Murakami. John, thank you very much for your time. Um, Thank you for doing this interview. Thank you very much, John. And I also want to thank Drew, the co-host for the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. Drew, thank you very much for letting me contribute to your podcast and thank you very much for doing all the heavy lifting behind the scenes everything from cleaning up the sound editing releasing the episode so true thank you very much for all your hard work thank you very much if you are a new listener to the comics for fun and profit podcast please check out their weekly episodes that comes out every saturday 
Drew and Kyle do spec picks of new releases that comes out every Tuesday and Wednesdays. And finally, I want to thank you, the listener. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys. Aloha.